Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jen Dugard. I'm so excited that you're here and now part of this very important movement for change in the way mums are looked after in the fitness industry. In 2020, 4.35 million women used our gyms and fitness facilities in comparison to 3.5 million men. Further to this, in 2016, the ABS reported that 77% of women over the age of 15 in Australia would become mothers. This is 3.35 million mothers or 42.7% of a personal trainer's potential clientele. Yet our fitness certificates don't teach us enough and mums themselves receive very little, if any, education about how to move safely and effectively. I am here to change that. This podcast is an accumulation of over 16 years in the fitness industry, a decade working face-to-face with mums themselves and teaching thousands of trainers in my Safe Return to Exercise certification. And most recently, bringing mums and trainers together around the MumSafe brand. This podcast is the next step into raising our voices and bringing mums and the trainers that work with them into the arena to achieve our mission of safe and effective exercise for women at every stage of motherhood. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. Today I'm talking to Nikki of Body for Mind Connections in Sanctuary Point, New South Wales. This is the first episode in our Focus on You mini series here on the Mum Safe Movement podcast. During this time, I'll be dropping some extra episodes because I know that hearing the stories of others really helps you to understand that you're absolutely not alone in business. Nikki specializes in women's health and fitness with a focus on improving body and mind health. She helps women to focus on four main pillars, exercise, nutrition, sleep, and stress reduction. Through her own experiences as a mum, she truly understands that time is limited, the to-do list is always long, and often our own self-care falls further and further down the priority list. Nikki loves helping women to unlock barriers and safely move forward on their health and fitness journey. Nikki's worked in the fitness industry for 20 years and since having her children seven years ago has specialised in pre and postnatal and women's fitness. Prior to owning Body for Mind Connections, previously known as Mummy Me Fit Time, Nikki owned Impressions Dance and Fitness for nine years and we talk about that in today's podcast. Nikki was really open about her journey from becoming burnt out and shutting down her dance studio to moving fully into fitness and how she's really worked to understand her values and the numbers within her business to build a business that is truly in alignment with who she wants to be and the impact she wants to have in her own life and her own community. Let's dive in. Hey team, it's Jen here. And before we get started with today's podcast, I wanted to share something with you that I am so excited about. I've gone back to my bootcamp days and I've put together an immersive and empowering three-day bootcamp designed specifically for fitness professionals who work with mums. Now, I understand the unique challenges you face in balancing your professional aspirations with the demands of motherhood and life and I'm here to provide you with the tools and knowledge you need to succeed. 
Join me on the 8th, 9th and 10th of November from 12.30 to 1.30 daylight saving time for what I will know will be an absolutely awesome three days. So if you're an exercise professional passionate about helping mums achieve their fitness goals and you're looking to make a mark in the fitness industry, you need to be part of this bootcamp experience. You can head to gendugard.com forward slash bootcamp to grab your spot. And best of all, it's completely free. I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, Nikki, welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. How are you today? I'm really good. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited that you're here. Let us kick off straight away. We'll go straight into it with the way that I love to kick off the podcast with a word to describe how you're feeling or how you're showing up, something that you're winning at and also something that you're working on. And it doesn't Mm, have to be business related. (laughs) No worries. Um, So my word for showing how I'm showing up today is actually not business related, but it is plate full with doing all the things that come with mum life, the shopping, paying bills, etc. Oh, I thought you said um, playful and I'm like, and you said plate full. Oh, <laughs> no, no, How no, is yes. that playful exactly? <laughs> and it's definitely not playful. Plate No, <laughs> plate full. I can relate to that at yeah. the moment actually. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Awesome. Plate is full. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my win is um, I've come into term for um, uh, the first time being, I'll say majority fully subscribed. Um, I've only got two of my group sessions that have got one spot available in each. So really excited. That's a big win for me. And you're going to fill them this week, right? That's the goal. You have to. You're <laughs> so close. Like I can't wait to see that, that that big sold out sticker on your sessions. But that is an awesome achievement. Well done. It well is. Done. Yes, thank you. Very cool. Um, and then for what I'm working on, um, this is an interesting one. I'm always working on. I've always got new ideas coming into my head. But next week I am um, doing a presentation at a uh, pregnancy group for mums. So I'm currently finalising what I'm going to talk to them about um, and that's what I'm working on at the moment. Amazing. Who's the group that you're talking for? Um, It is a local group. And I've got to quickly look up who they are because I can't remember their name, which is really bad. Uh, Shoalhaven Pregnancy Support. I like, I always love calling out the groups that welcome mum safe trainers into their environments because they realize mm. that it's so important um, for mums to be looked after. So I'm very excited that yeah, they will be having you with them next time. week. Yeah, first time I've um, spoken with uh, that particular group um, and there aren't too many groups that I've discovered around our local area. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited that there is a group and we can start getting some um, talking across about uh, exercise through pregnancy and postnatal. Amazing. Awesome. So Nikki, let's start at the beginning. Tell me how you got to or got into the fitness industry to begin with and then also mm-hmm. how you started to work with mums. Give us, a, give us the okay. background. <laughs> um, so I've been in the fitness industry for over 20 years now. Um, and originally I uh, had a business. It was a dance and fitness studio, uh, predominantly dance. That was my background as a dance teacher. Uh, and then I started to move into um, doing the fitness side of things with adults. 
So that's where I moved into doing my personal training certificate, etc. When I had my first son, um, I lasted probably one more year in that business and then decided mm-hmm. to close it down. I'd reached a complete state of burnout. That business was in no way set up for um, the, the life I wanted to have with um, my family as well. Um, and, um, yeah, I just had completely burnt out. So we closed that down um, and um, that was going to be it. <laughs> and then um, the entrepreneurial bug in me <laughs> started um, uh, getting involved, um, I, I guess, developing a bit more interest in uh, exercise for mums. Um, there were obviously a lot of mums that I'd done uh, mums group with and um, there were people around that were doing uh, free exercise for mums and I just felt that it was probably time I could bring in my knowledge um, mm-hmm. and improve my knowledge around exercise for mums. And it was around that time too that um, I started to attend um, group exercise classes myself um, and I found a really great um, uh, a great group uh who I was in Canberra at the time and that was Project Fit Mum. So I know you know Laura, she's worked uh, with you before. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I started training with Laura and um it, that was awesome because I could take my children to the sessions. So then I moved into developing my current business, which was then known as Mummy Fit Time, and I became an online personal trainer because while it was great being able to take my children to sessions, there was often times when I couldn't get to the specific session that I wanted to get to um, because children were sick or it was just one of those days or whatever. So I thought, oh, well, there's there's a gap here. I'd like to provide mums with exercise opportunities who may not be able to leave their house. So that's where I sort of um, moved into and developed that business. And then um, we moved uh, interstate. So we're now on the New South Wales south coast. And um, at the time I was working um, for a federal um, government, I uh, had a federal government role as well as managing my online business and I did not enjoy being stuck, um, paper pushing for want of a better word. Mm. So um, I thought, no, okay, it's time to expand my business. Um, so I then moved um, and I do group, um, small group training and um personal training from my private gym, my home gym, uh, as well as the online training that I still offer. And then a couple of years ago, I ended up uh, changing my business name. So I became Body for Mind Connections because the big thing that was coming through to me was um, a lot of women not necessarily wanting to train for weight loss. In fact, I, I don't even really focus on that. That's a happy side effect. A lot of women want to train for their mental health. Mm. And so I thought, okay, there's a huge connection with the body and mind um, when we're moving our body um, in terms of how it can help our mental health. That's where I'm going to um, really focus. And then I changed my business name and grown from there. It's funny because I came across you when you were mummy fit time. And I always <laughs> notice the business names, obviously, that speak to mums. And it was an interesting 
observation for me when you decided to change your business name and there's never a right Mm. or wrong right and you did it for all the right reasons and I just kind of always go "Hmm, okay what does that now mean like who is you who are you now talking to do you do people easily know who how you're talking to so I'm going to segue back to some other stuff but when you've changed your business name do you find that you're still attracting the same demographic or how else are you um, clearly communicating that you work with women and mums yeah so um I guess the the clear communication uh, that I'm working with women and mums is through my socials and my website, Mm. um, my email tags and all that. So once people make contact with me, it clearly says women's health and fitness coach. Um, But um, in terms of, and I guess all my messaging is around um, how to help women with their health. I very rarely talk generally, general population. So it's always very women specific. I lost my train of thought there, but I was going to say something else. <laughs> I think I think you answered it and I've actually just, and I've seen your Instagram before obviously, but I've just flipped through to it now and you go to Body mm-hmm. for Mind Connections. It then tells us your name, tells us where you are, which is amazing because especially lately, I can't tell you how many people's Instagram I've gone to that are small businesses and I've had to go on this like huge, like almost a manhunt to try and find where their business even is. So the fact that you've got Sanctuary Point on your Instagram page is amazing from a small local business perspective. And it says very clearly, women's strength trainer, health coach, online trainer, pre and postnatal, connecting body and mind and health. Um, So yeah, you're right. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure because sometimes when we move from, you know, people ask me all the time, like, should my business name talk to my ideal client? And I think in many ways yours yours does talk to your ideal client because you want the client that is wants to connect their mind and their body. Um, it just mm. doesn't talk directly to mums themselves before you delve a little bit deeper. But yeah. you're doing all the things, obviously. So I just wanted to ask because I remember when you did it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But yeah. I love that you yeah. stood by what you were doing and there's reasons behind it and it all makes sense online as well. So. It's interesting too because I've just remembered the point I was going to make um, before is um, I guess my demographic has changed a little bit. While it is very women-specific too, um, I'm having a lot of ladies coming through now that are perimenopausal, moving into their menopausal Mm. years. So I've still got a lot of ladies that are postnatal and prenatal as well, but then a lot of um, ladies that are in that season of life where their children are – primary, high school, even leaving home aged. Um, And so I guess I've also changed my focus to where I'm wanting to help all the women. Um, Yeah, so I think that that comes through in my messaging, hopefully. Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. So let's just circle back. So when, how long ago was it that you, how old is your first son? That is the question. Yeah, he um, turns nine in one month. So nine. <laughs> nine years old. So not nine years ago you closed down your dance studio and I know ago, that you said yeah. eight years ago before he was born. Yeah. And I know you yeah. said you were burnt out, but do you want to tell us a little bit more about that kind of period and then and what had you going? I'm not gonna do anything again. Like why mm. did Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. So um I guess that particular business, um it the 
population that I was um, providing a service for was mainly children. So it was after school um, and into the evening. Um, my fitness studio, um, I had, um, I guess, a, a bricks and mortar premises. So I rented a premises that was fit out as a dance studio. I had a staff of up to 15 at one point. Um, so uh, I guess the the approach that I was taking with that business back then was someone asked for a class, I'd put a class on. So it was very different to the oversubscribed model that I've learned through MumSafe. Um, so there was a lot of classes running, which meant I needed a lot of staff. And um, it was getting to a point, so Callan, who is my eldest son, uh, he was born and um, that whole first year I'd get a phone call and just dread looking at my phone who was calling because I was thinking it was a staff member calling in sick and then you've got the stress of, well, how do I cover this class because I've got all these people expecting a class and I've got my little one here. Um, so... Yeah, there was many times that my son came along with me to dance classes so that I could cover if I couldn't find a staff member. Um, and I, I just remember this one turning point. Um, he was probably about four months old at that time. And one of the staff members, I'd set up this whole, um, I guess, um, uh, staffing structure so that I was covered while I was taking some time off and this staff member resigned and I just remember breaking down because I was like oh the stress just got overwhelming oh, yeah I feel <laughs> I you I of, feel you <laughs> I think that was the turning point um it was very hard I mean I'd had that dance studio dance and fitness studio for nine years so it was very hard to make that decision to step away um because a lot of the children I was teaching dance with I'd been teaching them since they were three and four years old um but yeah I was breaking down I was um getting all my uh, trigger feelings for when I'm not in al alignment with my values. And, of course, I didn't even know what my values were at the time, but I was just crying all the time. I was exhausted. I was snapping. I was finding I was snapping at clients. Um, I, it was just not ideal. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you were brave enough to close it down for all of those reasons, which hats off to you because it it's yeah. really – I think sometimes people don't let go of the things that are not right because – well, because they're, they're afraid of what will be instead. And I think, you know, and I don't, you know, want to assume your position, but there was an opportunity at mm. that point where you could potentially close your business down and, and concentrate on being a mum for a short time, for a time until you felt mm. ready to, to do something again. But, um, yeah, I think too many of us stay stuck for too long, which I guess tell me then about, starting to understand so did you learn about your values pre mum safe or did you learn about your values post mum safe because you started your fitness post. business um did you say post yeah post mum safe post so okay yeah, post. so, so I let me ask yeah okay let me ask a better question then because mm. you trained with project fit mums and mm. then you launched an online business so I'm thinking that not only was you not um, wanting to create the same situation as you were in before from a business perspective, um, 
and also wanting to provide sessions for mums to go to when they couldn't turn up. So is that what shaped, was it both things that shaped the online business or tell us about that? Yeah, it probably was. It was probably coming from um, that point of overwhelm um, when I owned the, the dance and fitness studio to um, going, I don't want to run classes anymore because mm-hmm. I don't want that stress of letting people down if my family, something's going on in my family and I can't be there. So that's why I mainly focused in the online space um, because I wasn't running online classes. I was running online uh, challenges. I was providing um, online programming and providing accountability, etc. So I didn't need to be somewhere at a set time. Um, mm. And for me at that point in time, that's what seemed manageable because um, I had two children by that point um, and there's 20 months between them. So, um, yeah, I was sort of uh, mummy fit time um, came about when Liam, my youngest, was, he was a year old and then I developed okay. mummy fit times. So I met you, properly met you, because obviously I'd seen the mummy fit time on social media and mm-hmm we connected just as you were changing your name or you just changed it. That's when you yep. came into MumSafe. Do you want to tell us about that yep. little part of part of your journey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, well, you, when um, you first uh, launched MumSafe, I was um, lurking in the background and <laughs> um, I was like, yep, that sounds pretty cool. But at the time I was also like, no, I don't need business mentoring. I'm all good. And then I did safe return to exercise with you. Um, and I did that just because I knew I wanted to upskill. And it was after safe return to exercise, you and I had a, a conversation. Um, and that's where I learned that mum safe, I'd get heaps of professional learning in there about how to work with women and support women. So I jumped into mum safe and then ironically, while that all that education is great and I use it all the time, it's the business education that I've most thrived with <laughs> since then. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where, yeah, I ended up in Mumsy. Yeah, nice. So let's go back to values then. So you come into Mumsafe. Mm-hmm. One of the first things that we we work with you on is your values because we can't help you to build a business that we that you don't know that you actually want to create because that's the trap a lot of people fall into. Case in point, the dance studio. So you've got this fear of creating something similar, hence you're not wanting to grow it up again, like build up something big or run face-to-face sessions. Then you learn about your values and then you start to learn to deliver face-to-face sessions again. Tell us about that part of the journey because that must have been a big big step to commit to being back face-to-face with people. It was. So I'd actually gone back to working face-to-face with people a couple of years before I discovered MumSafe. So it it was just after COVID, I think. No, it was before because I trained people online um, through Zoom through COVID. So it was about a year, 2019, I went into face-to-face training again, but um, not having a full awareness of what my values were, I found that I was, um, people were wanting to do a session and I'd be like, yep, yeah, cool, let's do it. <laughs> I wasn't conscious of 
timing, how that would affect mm. my family. Um, and I was starting to get all those trigger feelings again. So I'd start to feel overwhelmed, etc. cetera. And um, I actually had a joke with you about this earlier in the week, Jen, when um, I had a joke and said, oh, I've just remembered why I um, choose not to do 6am sessions anymore. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, That's my fault that you did one as well. <laughs> no, but it was very affirm and it's fine one off I have no issue with that but um it, it was very affirming to go actually I can I now understand how this is throwing me out of balance and balance is one of my values I understand how this is doing that and I understand how I've landed myself into feelings of overwhelm and burnout in the past because I've been training people at times that just didn't suit me and um, my um, family and my values. So what's your other value? So one value is balance and the other one is? One uh, value is balance. The other is trust. Um, and you actually raised a good point with me the other day that maybe those two values are actually very similar and could be combined. Um, trust for me is um, having trust in the process and having trust in everything is happening for a reason and it will all unfold as it's meant to be. Mm. Um, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. And tell us more about the other business stuff that you didn't think you needed, but then you kind of went, oh, that's actually kind of important. Yeah. Well, this was a big one. So, um, uh, one of the the things that uh, you've worked with me in MumSafe and a whole bunch of lessons in there in MumSafe is around uh, knowing your numbers, getting to know your finances, etc. Um, and it was it must have been two years ago now. I did my tax return and I ended up in a lot of tax debt that um, I then had to go on payment plans to repay the ATO because I just didn't know my numbers enough to know that um, that's what I needed to do to be successful with my business and not land myself in debt. So what I mean with that is um, I didn't have a financial spreadsheet that worked out, well, this is how much you need to be putting aside for tax. This mm. is what you need to be putting aside for super. These are your outgoings. This is your incoming. This is what you could be doing if you had this many people coming in. And um, so, so now I've got my spreadsheet, which is my actuals, my projections going forward, and then my dream big spreadsheet as well. Um, oh, I love so that. It's been really yeah, there's been a big, important learning for me and it actually helped me out of the tax debt having that resource there to be able to get to know my numbers. So the tax debt was from your fitness business. It wasn't left over from the dance studio. It was from the fitness business. No, um, yeah, it was left over. It was with my fitness business. In fact, I'd been running the fitness business for a few years, but I think the tax debt came in when my fitness business started turning a profit and I needed to start paying personal tax um, mm. for myself. Um, and, yeah, the fitness studio was structured very differently where I had staff, I was GST registered, et cetera. So 
the paying the taxes there was a very different story to um, being a sole trader with no employees. Um, and um, yeah, it just didn't even occur to me to be putting aside money for my own personal tax because I was now paying myself an income. Um, yeah. Right. So before when you were, so let me just get this straight so everyone can understand and I can understand when you were mm. running the fitness or the dance studio, you were, um, you were an, an employee of that company personally? No, no, I wasn't. Okay. No, but, um, I wasn't, um, drawing in, um, an income enough to warrant me needing to pay huge amounts of tax. And that was always sort of offset with the GST, I think. Think. I think that's what's yeah. happened, but I'm still not 100% sure how I ended up in such a, how did I not know this situation? Yeah. You know, what's interesting, Nikki, as well, is because some people um, that have small fitness businesses aspire to having big fitness businesses and what big fitness businesses can look like is a studio with employees and all that kind of thing. Now, there's mm. absolutely nothing wrong with that so long as you know your numbers and it all makes sense. Mm from a, you know, you've gone from working in a park to, or, you know, low cost community center to now I've got staff and overheads and, and all of those, that, that stuff. Um, and for yeah. you, you went from the big studio. And what I think I'm hearing you say is that when you were running the studio, you had 15 staff and probably quite a high turnover, but you mm. weren't paying yourself an amazing income. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I was always working the second job. Which is insane, right? Because we go, let's grow our businesses bigger and bigger and bigger and bring on staff and have contractors and have people working for us and running all these sessions. And if we're not watching the bottom line, it's like we could earn more literally standing in a park. And not a lot of our mum safe trainers do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have aspirations to grow your business now like what are you I mean I know that we've mm. we've just started working together in a in the mastermind but what mm. is has that left you never wanting to own a facility with lots of people again or is it more a situation of I would and I could do that I just would do it very differently I think it's the second one um yeah I would do things very differently in fact um because I have now reached a point where I am oversubscribed um and um I can't run any more group sessions because mm. I know that I'll be stepping outside of my values and that's going to affect my family I am looking at bringing someone else on to run some sessions because I've got large wait lists um so I'm starting to explore that but there's also that element of fear um that I'm working mm. through so I'm being a lot more careful um and really focusing in on making sure I'm doing the prof professional learning so I know what I need to be doing and there's resources in the MumSafe portal that um, I haven't yet tapped into but I know that they're there for when I've got my head in that right space um I've done my numbers of bringing on a staff member so I, I'm feeling a little bit more confident in that I don't know if I'd ever go to running, um, like renting out a premises, but I might. Um, so I'm open. I'm still open to all of that. Mm. Um, I'm just a little bit more careful um, with balancing um, what I'm capable of doing. So I can't do everything. Tell me more about the fear. What What is that for you? Because fear is an interesting one, isn't it? 
It is, yeah. My fear is um, that I'm going to end up in a situation again where I could possibly, um, where the business starts to take over Mm -hmm. everything else. So all the other um, components of my life um, impact my uh, love and relationships, impact the financials, impact my relationships with my children, friends, etc. Yeah. It's, I hear that a lot. Like there's a fear, especially from people that have had very, you know, outwardly looking successful businesses. And, and I'm not saying yours wasn't like, it was incredibly successful by the sounds of it from a insider looking out. Um, and even from a community, like the only thing that wasn't working was the numbers and, and, and energetically, of course, but, um, from a big community and having staff and, you know, having a big brand presence, I imagine in your community, it was working really well. So you created this really fucking amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. And people that have experienced that, that it's not had that element of freedom, that their energy is drained and hasn't had the financial impact that they wanted it to have, no Mm. matter what size of their business, often have that fear of getting too big again. Yeah. And I talked about this at the first, not the first, but not this year's Mum Safe Retreat, the one beforehand. And Mm. I talked about how, you know, when you understand your values, they really are your true north and Mm. that you actually can't create that business again if every single step that you make, you go back to your values. And now you've got the beauty of a spreadsheet, which I'm sure not everyone thinks is beautiful, (laughs) but when you've been in it, I've been in financial a shit financial situation as well with tax debt. So I know exactly where you've come from. Um, When you've got those numbers on a page and you've got your values, you kind of can't fuck it up because if you start to fuck it up, then you go, oh, that doesn't feel right. And you talked about trigger feelings before. What are your trigger feelings, Nikki? So we've talked about overwhelm. What else? Um, overwhelming, overwhelm, becoming snappy. Um, so I'll mm. snap at my children or my partner when they really haven't done anything wrong. Um, uh, I get like tight chest as well. So that panicky feeling, um, they're probably my big trigger feelings. Mm. So for you now, you've got trigger feelings, mm. values, and a beautiful spreadsheet and every step that you take, you go, how does this feel? And you might have to sit in it for a month. Um, and obviously if you're committed to another lease, then that's a really fucking big decision that you might want to sit in before you commit to the lease. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. you've got these tools now which make it really exciting and you don't have to grow in that kind of way. Um, no. What other ideas no, have I you got for growth? Saying, yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> we got this. You the were going there. Thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so in terms of other ideas for growth, uh, I still do the online training. So I mm. really want to expand on that um, and um, help more women, not necessarily in my area or they might be in my area and just can't get to um, sessions with me face to face. So there's the online training. And I've also got a um, membership, which I've called Reset and Thrive, which 
actually um, steps away from the exercise side of things and focuses more on uh, that body and mind connection and pulling together the different pieces of the puzzle in terms of health. So we explore how stress affects your health, how sleep affects your health, how nutrition um, affects your health. Um, and then explore with different guest speakers, different areas like hormones, um, mental health, etc. Um, so providing that education. So we're tapping into um, my passion there for education. Mm. So I think I've got a feeling we did the numbers on this the other day. I know I've done it with a couple of people, but tell me mm. how many members you currently have. So if you're oversubscribed, how many members have you got? Or minus two. But um, what's yep. your, what are your, the Facebook how many members do you have? Yeah. Yep. So um, I've currently got uh, 46 face-to-face out of 48 spots available for my small groups. So I train a Mm -hmm. maximum of four ladies at a time. Um, For my personal training, I've got... Oh, how many sessions do I do a week? Eight sessions a week. So I've got two available. I've got six of those booked at the moment. Cool. Online. How many... Oh, okay. Carry on. No, no, no. Go. I could could go on with my number. I've got a lot of numbers. Um, So in terms of online, uh, ideally, well, I've got space to train up to 10 women at a time at the moment. Um, And I've got two that I'm currently working with. So I've got eight spots available for online training. Assuming, do the online people get like the membership stuff weaved in with that or that's a separate product? No, they they get get that that. already. So if you're doing face-to-face training it's an additional add-on for them but if they're doing Mm. the online training my package actually ties in with the um reset and thrive membership so they get access to that as well yeah amazing and what so if you've got 46 spots full in your small groups how many do people train more than once a week or are they just training once a Mm -hmm. week or how many clients does Um, that represent oh that's a number I don't know. Um, ah, I do <laughs> approximately. <laughs> approximately, I think last time I looked at my Facebook group, I think it was about thirty clients. So I've got a few that do two, okay. um, some do three small groups with me a week. Um, but yeah, 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 awesome. And how much does your online membership cost a week? Uh, yep. The, for the online training or for the reset and thrive package, the reset and thrive. Yep. Yeah. So that's $20 per week. So that gives them access to, um, a range of educational classes. So, uh, pre-recorded short lessons that I've done, they get a guest speaker every, uh, second month. So a guest, uh, speaker in some allied health uh, profession mm. to um, provide them with education and then they also get um, a group coaching session with me to keep them accountable every month amazing so they're basically getting inside that membership all of the things that they that you would give a one-on-one pt client or a online client mm-hmm. out like in a group environment which is what we all want to do with our group clients right we can't quite give them mm-hmm. enough when they're paying for group training And I just did the numbers on that, Nikki. So if you converted all, which you probably know this stuff completely already, but if all 30 of your trained clients bought into that $20 a week, you've earned an extra 600 bucks a week. And if we times that by Mm. 48, actually we wouldn't times it by 48 because they would just do that year round. 
So 600 Mm. times 52, you've earned another $31,200 per year by simply Mm. converting your group session, group clients into the membership. How good's that? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a good plan to me. (laughs) It's so easy, man. Like, (laughs) so go out and talk to them. Um, Nikki, let's just switch, which you've been really awesome and really open about numbers and experience and and business. I want to talk to you about the actual training of women and mums. So, you know, what do you stand for? So I stand for uh, educating women to thrive in their health and fitness. And why do you stand for that? Like what, where does that come from and what pisses you off? Because it's got to be something that's pissed you off to get to where you are right now, right? Or why you've chosen this road. Yeah. Or is that just me? (laughs) I I certainly... Oh, my, my mind is going in so many different directions, but the mm. education side of it comes from my background because I am also um, a primary school teacher by um, mm-hmm. trade. So um, education is my passion. So I, I love being able to teach people things um, that they don't know. And quite often, uh, and this is something that gives me that buzz when I'm working with women is finding that little key that just unlocks a certain piece of their puzzle in terms of their health so it might just be you know those general chit chats that you have with your clients face to face etc um where you might go oh have you tried this and their eyes just are like oh wow so it's those little light bulb moments um I don't know if something has pissed me off to get me to what I stand for um other than there's a lot of educate actually no there is something that pisses me off (laughs) there there is not a lot of education out there so i'm thinking back to um my teenage years and into early adulthood and even after pregnancy um is that there's just not a lot of information out there around how different parts of your system how it all interrelates how the pelvic floor works how hormones can affect the way that you're feeling and that's a huge one um how um you might not be um you might be in this endless loop of drinking caffeine and alcohol and not sure how to get out of that loop there's all these little things that just light light me up and be like people don't know these things and i want them to know it (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I think you're so right. Like as women, we move through our whole life pretty much not knowing. And it's as a mum, like I was talking to my daughter the other day and and she, well, we said something and I was like, yeah, you know, you've got three holes and she's like, duh. And I'm like, yeah, but I bet half your friends don't know and I bet half their mums don't even know and, and their grandmothers don't know. And they've got through, oh, that's right, because someone said that someone had been taking out a tampon, no, not what was it? Oh, taking out a tampon every time they went to the toilet because they thought they had to urinate out of the same hole and they couldn't wear a tampon. And this wasn't indie, like this was a completely different conversation. But it was just like, how the fuck do we as women 
not know how many holes we have. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and how yeah. is that not education? And how is that not? Yeah. So this pisses me off. Like it, it, it I get really, I, yeah, yeah, it gets I, me really wound up really, and frustrated that. I can hear. <laughs> yes. It's great. I had a um, really interesting conversation with, I now participate in a dance class and it's quite funny because I'm the eldest in the dance class by easily 22 years I've got on some of these girls. Um, but we had a really great conversation a couple of weeks ago where um, we, we started talking about pelvic floors and I accidentally mm. ended up taking over the whole class, but the dance teacher was very supportive because I started talking about pelvic floors and these girls were like, what do you mean it does this? And like, it was just, it was a really interesting conversation. And I was thinking they're like, these girls are 17 and 18 and don't know this stuff. When does this education come in? Um, so yeah, that's another thing that I'm hoping to do now. It is doesn't to start come in, with, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. I think there's a huge opportunity, especially in the dance world, because, you know, dancers are so like, we see it now in CrossFit land and, and, you know, heavy weight training. And there's a lot of younger women exercise, a lot of women in general exercising to a higher level, but in that dance world where it's all like, everything must be tight and sucked in. It's like, it's mm -hmm. a prime environment for hypertonic pelvic floors. And, and you've got your 17, 18 year olds who, you know, may start to have UTIs, recurring UTIs, and then they have sex for the first time and it hurts and then they think that it should hurt and then over time they create some kind of trauma and it's just like we, mm. yeah, the question like when do they learn about this? They don't. End of story. Mm. Like I was walking mm. out of, um, I do, I've been, I joined a CrossFit gym a couple of months ago and one of the women in there is a school teacher and she was talking about how she was delivering the sex education or the, the maybe it wasn't sex education but it was PDHP kind of stuff that mm -hmm. you learn as a and they were delivering it to the boys and the girls together which I think is good because boys need to know about boys like girl stuff and vice versa but they she was saying like there's nothing in there around pelvic floors and UTIs and hypertonic pelvic floors and painful sex or any of that stuff um mm. It blows my mind. Like, what would you teach that, like, if you had the, like, what were you, what were they most interested in when they were talking about pelvic floors at the dance studio? We um, started talking about the hypertonic pelvic floors. So pretty mm. much exactly what you just said. Um, and it's what they're experiencing is, well, why, why am I leaking? Oh, that's a normal, well, it's not a normal, it's a, co a common thing. It's not just me that this is happening to, but this is something that shouldn't be happening at this age. Um, so that was a really interesting conversation, um, just opening up and for some of the girls to be like, oh, that happens to you too. Okay. And then I was able to come in and go, well, it could be this. Here's who you might like to go and see. And I referred them to my women's health physio. Um, but yeah, that was a really interesting conversation. So I think, yeah, if I was to provide more more information and reach out to more um more more youths or even young adults it would be around yeah the the, the hypertonic pelvic floor and this is how your pelvic floor works and um 
Another thing that actually, I'm having a few thought streams there, but another thing that a lot of postnatal women that um, I work with is that connection between the diaphragm, the transverse abdominis and the pelvic floor as well um, and how that all connects together um, and works Mm. as one system. So that's another area that I'd be super passionate about talking about. Yep. Amazing. I think we need um, we need pelvic health physios to go into schools, right? Like, yeah, we can go in yeah. and we can talk exercise and bring it in as part of exercise. But imagine if every school had a pelvic health physio went in to talk to boys and girls because um, mm-hmm. boys have pelvic floors as well in that as part of that PDHP uh, yeah. program or that series. So it's almost like where we as um, pre and postnatal certified trainers want to go into talk to women when they're you know going through that antenatal or postnatal or that more the antenatal classes it's like it needs to be in there but it also needs to be in the school system so yeah yeah hmm. absolutely there's very much a lot of work to be done I believe yeah absolutely lobby a few governments yeah <laughs> Nikki <laughs> let's start to wrap us up if you mm. had any let's talk to to two different audiences. So let's talk to a mum who is experiencing something that she's never experienced before, before like before she had babies. What yeah. or she's she's experiencing something and it's stopping her from exercising. What would your um I don't love the word advice, but what would your advice be for her? Uh, my advice would be um every little bit of movement is better than no movement at all. And um, so I'm coming, I'm saying this coming from the space of um, when my children were, say, really young, um, a lot of those barriers come up, which is it's a bad day for the kids, the kids keep interrupting me, the kids keep jumping on me, I don't have time for exercise, I'm too busy doing all the other things. All of those excuses that come up every little bit of movement is better than no movement at all. And if that means that you can do five minutes at breakfast time and five minutes at lunch time and five minutes at dinner, that's better than not having done any movement at all. I love that because it makes it achievable, right? And not overwhelming because overwhelms the thing. Yeah, yeah, and then exactly. If you were talking to a trainer who knows that they want to make a difference in this space but they're mm-hmm. lacking either lacking in confidence or they don't want to maybe they've had a successful business before that didn't feel good and yeah. so they're kind of fence sitting like what would you what would you share with either one or both of those people from your experience um, yeah so um I guess the first thing I would say is, um, and this is a total plug to you, Jen, but do safe return to exercise because I've done pre and postnatal courses before and that was the best one that I've done by far. It went into so much detail. So that really set me up on my path of going, okay, I know my shit with how I need to talk to pre and postnatal women. And then from that, um, within the MumSafe portal, there's so much um, lessons that you can do and professional learning you can do around how to work with uh, women of any age, perimenopausal, menopausal, etc. So um, access professional learning, do your professional mm-hmm. learning um, if that's the space that you're wanting to get into. Um, 
in terms of business, um, my advice would be it can be really lonely working by yourself and sometimes you don't know that you're doing something that's not going to help you um, because um, you, you're going at it alone. So having that person to bounce ideas off, um, whether that be with a business mentor such as with you, Jen, or um, jumping into something such as Mum Safe, where you've got other trainers to bounce ideas off, or whether that be just having another someone that owns a business and bouncing ideas off, that for me has been the most helpful thing, having that community of people that I can tap into and just be like, hey, what do you think of this? Because, or yeah, that, that has helped me definitely. Did yeah, I it's a lonely world. Right? <laughs> you did answer the question and you answered it really well. Thank you. Good. And you, you kind of, you pulled out all the different avatars that I, I suggested and you could have just done one. So that was very, very well answered. Thank you. <laughs> Nikki, I want to say a really big thank you for offering your time and energy today. I think that when we share our business stories, like I delve into business, that's all I listen to on podcasts is other people's business journeys. And I listen to people that are on a similar journey to me. And then I listen to people that are a little bit further ahead than me. And then I listen to people that are a lot further ahead than me. And I think you know, when you share where you've come from, one, it makes few people really feel like they're not alone. And then when you're mm. really open with the things that you struggled with and, and the change that you want to make in your, in the world, it's, yeah, it's a really generous thing to do and it's really supportive and helpful for other people. And on a personal note, I've absolutely loved getting to know you over the last couple of years and watching your business evolve and I'm super excited to be working that little step closer with you at the moment to see you know what is the next evolution of you and your business so that you can serve more mums and and never have a tax debt again have like surplus yes. funds like <laughs> we want to earn money as well right we want the time we want the energy we want the money you know and, and there's nothing bad about wanting to to earn the money to be able to have choices and, and do good in the world so 100%. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll let you get back to it. And no doubt I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Mum Safe Movement podcast. Before I let you go, I wanted to remind you about my very exciting three day event that I have coming up in November. I've designed an immersive and empowering three-day boot camps, especially for exercise professionals who work with mums. Now, I truly understand the unique challenges that we all face in balancing our professional aspirations with the demands of motherhood. And I'm here to help you and to provide you with the tools and knowledge that you need to succeed in this space whilst balancing it all. Join me on the 8th, 9th and 10th of November from 12.30 till 1.30 p.m. daylight saving time for what I'm excited will be an awesome three days. So if you're a fitness professional passionate about making a difference for mums in the industry and you want to make a difference in your own life, you need to be part of this bootcamp experience. You can head to jendugard.com forward slash bootcamp to grab your spot completely for free. 
Thank you so much for being with us today. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure to have one more conversation that takes us closer to our goal of safe and effective exercise for all women at every stage of motherhood. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, make sure you hit follow wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate and review so more people can join us next time. And if you particularly loved this episode, please do share it on your socials and make sure to tag me. For further information about anything we've talked about, head to gendugard.com. And if you want to connect with me in person, head over to my Instagram at gendugard. And if you want to join the mission and become a MumSafe trainer, make sure you join the waitlist for the next time doors open to welcome new MumSafe trainers into our tribe. Thank you for your voice in this space. Have a beautiful day.